You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Good morning. It is Monday, December 20th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn, and I'll be guiding you through most of this week, if not all of it. We are in the midst of bowl season. Some exciting games have taken place so far, and of course, more exciting ones are on the way. Only one bowl game on today. That would be the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Old Dominion and Tulsa at 2.30 Eastern. Today, we will be talking about one team that doesn't play their bowl game until December 30th. In that game, they will take on North Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. And that, of course, is South Carolina. Joining me to discuss the Gamecocks and the recent excitement around the program is Brad Crawford. Brad, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Lance. Appreciate it, man. So, Brad, about a week ago, or say maybe a couple of days uh, longer than a week, the Gamecocks obviously made a big splash in the transfer portal. Two, really. They landed Oklahoma transfer tight end Austin Stogner. And then the biggest one was obviously landing Oklahoma transfer quarterback Spencer Rattler. He's the highest rated quarterback South Carolina, I believe, has ever signed. So, Brad, before we get into what the Rattler transfer can actually do for the program, just tell me, what's the excitement level in Columbia right now? I got to assume after this move, it's got to be pretty high. Yeah, I tell you what, man, fans were pretty excited after finishing six and six, getting to a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first season. Vegas odds makers had the game cocks at over under three and a half wins, and they get to six. I think the 30 to nothing loss to Clemson in the Palmetto Bowl at the end rivalry game there sort of soured things a bit, but man, National Signing Day has come and gone. Shane Beamer has completely flipped the Gamecocks quarterback room, which heading into 2022, it was looking pretty bleak, but I mean, he signed two four-star quarterbacks, Tanner Bailey, Braden Davis, and then landed, you know, arguably one of the biggest quarterback transfers, not only on the open market, but obviously in program history. And Spencer Rattler, the former five-star who signed with OU, started a season with the Sooners and then got benched in October. But man, yeah, Spencer Rattler, um, really since Jadavion Clowney, number one overall prospect, you know, several years ago for the Gamecocks, Spencer Rattler has to be the biggest signee since Jadavion. So look, Rattler brings star power to the quarterback position. He also brings stability. Luke Doty, Zeb Nolan, Jason Brown all played last year in a revolving quarterback room. And look, regardless of people's opinions of him, and look, there are many of Spencer Rattler, it's it's tough to argue that he has tons of talent. And, and let me preface this by saying, look, I know Luke Doty was very highly rated coming out of high school, but when was the last time the Gamecocks had a quarterback of Rattler's talent and winning experience on the roster? I was trying to think back, maybe like a Steven Garcia or Connor Shaw. Is there anyone that pops into your mind as obviously, you know, the program a lot better and, and its history a lot better than I do? Yeah, from a from a pure athleticism standpoint and, you know, guys who can throw 60 yards through the air standing still. I mean, the Gamecocks have never had a elite passer type like a Spencer Rattler. I, I think he's going to be able to open a thing, you know, open up the playbook a bit next season. A lot of the fans this season, Lance, you know, they were a bit upset at first year OC Marcus Satterfield. I think uh, obviously with Spencer Rattler's quarterback coach on the record saying that 
Spencer liked this, you know, pro style set the Gamecocks run. Obviously, Satterfield's probably going to be there for 2022, you know, leading this new quarterback. So I I just think the Gamecocks are going to be a lot better on third down. You know, Spencer's a guy who he's a pass first quarterback, but he can bounce around the pocket. And really, as you mentioned, six Connor Shaw, Gamecocks have not had mobility at the quarterback position. And in the SEC on third and six, man, you've got to have somebody not only can make an accurate throw downfield, but can avoid a, you know, pass rusher or two off that edge and buy some time. And Spencer Rattler can certainly do that. And just how big was the Shane Beamer connection in all of this? Because obviously Beamer, before he was at South Carolina, was at Oklahoma. I'm sure that had a lot to do with Rattler being comfortable in the system and obviously Rattler being comfortable with the coaching staff, having known Beamer for you know his time at OU. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, landing Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner, the four-star tight end. But I mean, Beamer, you know, knowing Spencer firsthand, I think a lot of coaching staffs may have backed off of Spencer Rattler, given his, you know, reputation, maybe a me, me, selfish player. But, you know, Shane said, you know, his his personality is, you know, it's totally different than what the media paints. So he's one of the more, you know, misunderstood prospects in this transfer portal 2022 cycle. You know, Shane said he was a pretty much a model teammate at Oklahoma. You know, he he didn't hang his head all that much. And really the the big thing people had an issue with was, you know, Rattler had one of the bigger NIL deals in college football. And, you know, when he didn't play well or maybe he got benched or something, he'd still come to the post game, you know, with a chain around his neck or just kind of a happy-go-lucky mentality. And, you know, that kind of rubbed folks the wrong way. But I think the Gamecocks got a heck of a quarterback in Spencer Rattler. And South Carolina's a program, Lance, that – really, you know, can't take a chance on not signing a guy like this when Rattler wanted to come to South Carolina. South Carolina, you know, they don't, quarterbacks do not grow in trees in Columbia. They have not had a playmaker at that position really since since Connor Shaw's senior year in 2013. So I think it was a must get for Shane Beamer. And yeah, that that, that was 100% a, a Beamer get given his relationship with him in Norman. What can Spencer Rattler's presence do to the rest of the roster and the program overall? Because look, talent likes to play with talent. I'm sure South Carolina isn't done yet with the portal. I also know, though, that if you're Shane Beamer and you're trying to pitch to a transfer wide receiver, let's say, come play with Spencer Rattler, that's got to be pretty appealing to whoever they go after. It has to be. I mean, he's going to open things up offensively. You're going to see more four and five wide sets, I would say, empty backfields. Obviously, the Gamecocks are not done adding talent, like you said. Right now, Josh Van is going to be wide receiver one next season, but the Gamecocks need to add, you know, really – at least two more pass catchers, in my opinion, and and Spencer Rattler can be that that lead recruiter, so to speak. I know they wanted Theo Weiss from Oklahoma. He recently came out of the portal. I said he's staying put it, you know, with the Sooners. Uh, Jacob Coakland's a guy who at Florida led the Gators in receiving yards last season. He's in the portal. He's an option for the Gamecocks. A lot, a lot more receivers. There's, there's a dozen or so. I think South Carolina's player personnel director and recruiting staff are looking at. But yeah, before February, I think we're going to see the Gamecocks add a pass catcher or two. And Spencer Rattler is certainly going to be one of the uh, leading guys that sort of, you know, heads that charge and trying to sign those players. Brad, a couple more before I let you go. Six and six this past year, they're playing UNC in the Dukes Mayo Bowl in a little over a week. Obviously a very good year one for Shane Beamer certainly reached the expectations by Vegas standard and I'm sure by fan standard and even exceeded them. But obviously as coaches progress at a place, so do those expectations. And look, they still have a bowl game to play. And I'm sure we'll make changes as we've been talking about to improve the roster before next season. But with bringing in Spencer Rattler, have expectations for next year already started to rise for the Gamecocks just after this one transfer at quarterback? I think they have, you know, you, 
you want to see incremental changes with with new coaching staffs. So I think Shane would have told, you know, I, I asked Shane in July, actually, in SC Media Days, you know, what would be success in year one for you? And I was trying to coax him to say, you know, a bowl appearance. He didn't quite say that, but I know, you know, deep down, Shane thinks year one has been great. I mean, they ended signing day with the highest rated quarterback in program history. He has to be happy with that. And I think moving to 2022, you know, a Vegas win total. If if I had to project right now, it's it's probably six and a half to to seven and a half wins. I I think if the Gamecocks finish eight and four next season, that would be a you know heck of a move and positive step in the right direction for Shane Beamer in year two. But you know as as far as competing for an SEC East, I still think you know the Gamecocks have some have some holes that they they would have to fill. Uh, Georgia would have to take a step back, obviously. Like I mentioned, offensive line play was not great this season. And, you know, Spencer Rattler is going to cover up some of those issues next season, but, you know, they're, they're going to still have to improve there. And then at, at wide receiver, Josh Van's the, the only true number one right now. And, you know, Spencer's going to help that, that wide receiver group even more as long as they sign a couple guys here before February. And, you know, you mentioned how they're bringing in two quarterbacks outside of Spencer Rattler, Braden Davis and Tanner Bailey. Rattler very well could be a one-year guy. Obviously, it depends on how he plays this coming season with South Carolina. But what can just his presence in the quarterback room do for those guys, those those freshmen, and helping them grow? And ultimately, one of them, assuming taking the reins in South Carolina once Spencer Rattler's gone. Yeah, I think that's the expectation too. I mean, you know, you don't you don't sign Spencer Rattler on a multi-year deal basically, and then sign two freshmen and four-star Tanner Bailey and another four-star Braden Davis. I think Shane knows that if Spencer Rattler has a 28 to you know 35 touchdown season next season, he's probably a first-round pick. And by the way, the Gamecocks have not had a first-round pick quarterback in a long time. So maybe maybe program history. I have to check on that. But yeah, I, I mean, he's going to really strengthen that, that quarterback room. You know, this season, Luke Doty getting hurt in August, uh, did not help. He returned in uh, late September. wasn't wasn't really the same player. You know, the Gamecocks had to move to a third string quarterback in Jason Brown. He has since entered the portal. So, I mean, for for Shane to win six games this season and by the end of the year have a third string JUCO quarterback starting and winning games against Auburn and Florida. I mean, it you know speaks a lot about Shane's ability to not only develop talent but. Um, really have a lot of buy-in there in Columbia at, at that program. So I think Spencer's going to make that quarterback room a lot better. I think we're going to see more production out of that pr- position under Marcus Satterfield moving forward. And I mean, you know, I, I think all Gamecock fans, it's okay to be excited right now because Spencer Rattler is a pretty good quarterback. So Brad, last one for me. I got to ask you, I believe you live in North Carolina. You know yep. both programs well. The Tar Heels and Gamecocks in the Dukes Mayo Bowl, a regional rivalry, a recruiting rivalry. What are you expecting from this game on December 30th? Who do you think comes out on top? Yeah, so hats off to Sam Howell, the projected, you know, late first, early second round pick of the Tar Heels, quarterback, three-year starter. I'm actually surprised, Lance, that he's playing in this game. I mean, it's pitting two six and six teams in the Mayonnaise Bowl. I mean, you know, we we've we've seen other, you know, top end players, Kenneth Walker pull out of the New Year's Six against Pitt, a Kenny Pickett, Heisman finalist pull out, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, got guys like that who are going to be, you know, pretty much first round locks. They've they've pulled out. And then we have a former four star in Sam Howell, who is one of the better quarterbacks this draft class. Um, he's saying he's going to play. So the spread right now is, I think, nine and a half points for that game. Gamecocks essentially have one quarterback available in Zeb Nolan. I think to carry on Joyner, wide receiver would would be the backup, the backup uh, option in that game unless they go with a freshman. So the chips are a bit stacked against the Gamecocks in this game. I I like UNC and probably Tar Heels to cover nine and a half as well. You can follow him on Twitter at B Crawford. 
Brad, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you giving me some time. Thanks a lot, man. All right, big thanks to Brad Crawford. Really appreciate him giving me the time. Got a few transfer portal fill days coming up on the College Football Daily, so be sure to tune in for those. For Brad, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening and enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.